Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. Pirkei Treasury, Season 2 of the PAL. We're going to take a brief hiatus in a little while, for a little while, and then God willing, we'll come back, Brunetta, to finish off Season 2. Be on the lookout for Season 3, hopefully using God Abraham from Art Scroll. We are in 519. Hey, Yudtet, we now have a Facebook page for our PAL show and for the OT Talk show. Please go find it, check it out, like it, and get more subscribers and spread the word about the learning initiative we try to do here. Call Ahava Shehita Loyal Badavar. Any love that depends on a specific cause, this is 519. Hey, Yudtet. If it depends on a specific cause, batel davar, batel ahava. When that cause is gone, the love is gone. We could call this conditional love. We'll come back to this. V'she'ena toloya b'davar, but if it does not depend on a specific cause, ena batela la'olam. It will never cease. We could call this unconditional love, and we'll come back to that. Ezehi ahava she'he toloya b'davar. What sort of love is an example of that dependent on a specific cause? Zu ahavas amnon. Vitamar, this is the love of Amnon for Tamar. Vishena Tloya Badavar, what did not depend on a specific cause, Zu Ahavas David Vihonasan. This is the love of David and Jonathan. If you look closely, one says the love for someone for someone else. It was very extrinsic. It was motivated by physical attraction and the like, even though they were technically half siblings. And the other one was talking about the love of one to another. It was real love going two two ways. You know, you talk about conditional love, unconditional love. Conditional love says, if you do this for me, then I'll love you. If you do so-and-so or you don't do so-and-so, you adhere to my rules and you do what I say, then I'll love you. But unconditional love, the real love, like parents for children, no matter what they do, no matter what they say, you still love them regardless because they are your children. And hopefully for spouses, one to another, also unconditional love, no matter what happens, no matter what happens in, in fights or the like, you still love each other unconditionally now and always on Meva Esm Shana. So that's the best type of love a person should have. The interesting thing is that the prime example of unconditional love is David and Jonathan. As Arsgirl says elsewhere, there were no two natural rivals, greatest rivals than David and Jonathan. Jonathan was the crown prince. He was the son of Shaul. He was supposed to take over the throne. The whole nation loved him. You could tell from the episode in uh, in Shmuel where he, he broke a, a, a vow that his father said and the whole nation rallied behind him saying he's the crown prince. He didn't know and his life was spared. But he was supposed to be the one that takes over the throne. David was the, the son of Yishai who was almost not on the same level as his brothers, I think he might have been the seventh child, and there's many machlokasim arguments on, on who his parenting and his lineage was, where he comes from. We know he really comes all the way back from Rus in some way, as, as from the end of Rus tells us, Megillus Rus. So these two natural rivals, David is, is anointed to be king, really someone in private, and then only Shechem accepts him. And much later on, does in Shechem they accept him, I mean, for Yehuda, for seven years, in Hebron, I mean, sorry, I think it's Hebron, that he was accepted for the first seven years. And then the last 33 years, he reigns in Yerushalayim. He had a very tough life. But Yohanneson was his best friend, even though they were natural rivals, even though David was going to take over the throne because he was ripped away from Shaul because he didn't fulfill the initiative to eradicate Amalek. So he 
and David were, John, were best friends in their show, had melancholia or different conditions. He wanted to kill David. He even gave his daughter to David, but then he still wanted to kill David. David was his heart player, very interesting, complex relationship. But Yohanatan was his best friend, and they made a pact that they would protect each other. Yohanatan and David are very famous of Torah. We read around Rosh Chodesh time when it's Machar Chodesh. They talk about how they make a plan about arrows and an arrow shooter. That if it's a certain way, then David knows his life is in mortal danger. And Jonathan makes sure to save him, even though they're natural rivals, they ended up becoming the best of friends. If we can't learn from such a situation how to be best of friends with our spouse and our relationships, there's no other example. People who are natural rivals became best friends. How much more so can all our relationships have the ultimate love, the penultimate relationship of unconditional love? Let's go to a few comments in our last few minutes. Depending on a specific of a cause, when the cause is gone, the love is gone. The Mishnah explores new territory by giving instruction for the heart. We're establishing the profound principle that love, which is based on anything besides emotional closeness and true friendship, will not endure, as Rashi says. Superficial motivations create only temporary results. The desire for food, for example, disappears as soon as one is satiated. Likewise, the emotion of love, if based only on a temp- temporary need will dissolve. Only that which is based on eternal and deep-rooted foundations can endure. From Rav and Rambam. A person may love, quote-unquote, another because of the favors he receives from him, but his love is for the favors, not the person. Such love is self-love, which has no future. For example, if one loves a woman only for her beauty and she falls sick and loses her beauty, he will lose his love for her. Likewise, if he loves a friend for his wealth and generosity, comes to a halt, so too will his love for him end. The same is true for any attachment based on physical and material needs alone. When the motivation is gone, the love ceases. There's a famous example of somebody who loves to eat chicken, and then a, a rabbi says to him, so would you marry the chicken? He said, no way. So he says, really, you don't love the chicken, really, you love yourself. And we know that um, in the Mechta Meliyahu, Ravelio's Dessler, uh, Strive for Truth, Amazing Safer, talks about the root of love. What does love really mean? It means giving to another person 100%. You give 100%, the spouse gives 100% because the root word of the word Ahava is Hav, giving. And the ultimate relationship of a of a of an example of a relationship which makes no sense but shows true love is parents towards children. The children don't reciprocate. We give and we give and we give and we give, and they're taking, taking, taking until they get much older and really can give us in return. But the more we give, the more we love. And parents towards children, even though they're not reciprocating, because we're giving, 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 that's the key to love. And that's the key to spouse relationships and all relationships. The more you give. The more you do, the more you will come to love. And that could be how we could help everybody in society if we would just follow such a mold. If it does not depend on a specific cause, it will never cease. A relationship that does not depend on material benefits such as wealth or beauty, but instead is an unselfish attachment based on mutual respect and concern, will endure. Rambam and Rav, for example, the love of disciple for his master, the love of scholars who assemble to study, never vanishes. Since they're motivated by the search of truth and wisdom, it's lasting, their love will also last forever. I'm safer. The Torah describes Isaac's love for, uh, for Esau in the past tense. Isaac loved Esau for game was in his mouth from Genesis. Since it was based on material considerations that Esau caught game to prepare delicacies for his father, the love was temporary, therefore was described in the past tense because it easily could dissipate. But Rebecca's love for Jacob is described in the present, and Rebecca loves Jacob from Genesis. Her love for Yaakov was based on his intrinsic good character and his involvement in the spiritual values which endured for continually and permanently. That's from Shalom. Love of Amnon for Tamar. Amnon and Tamar were half brother and half sister. 
I stand corrected. Children of King David, Amnon lusted for her one day under the guise of illness. He requested she tend to his needs. When they're left alone, he forcefully satisfied his needs. Afterwards, his love turned to a hate that was far more intense than his original love from Samuel 2. His love did not endure. It was motivated only by lust for her beauty. Once he satisfied his desire, the, des- the love was gone. Rosh and Rav, his passion left him and was replaced by hate. Amnon's love was not for Tamar, but for himself. She was nothing more than a means for him to satisfy his lust. Doesn't depend on a specific cause. That's David and Jonathan. Again, no two people were in a position more conducive to rivalry, as our school explains here, than David and Jonathan. Jonathan was the crown prince, the natural successor to his father Saul as king of Israel. He was also a man of great stature, righteous, and beloved by the people. He would have been a source of pride to the nation. David was the rival interloper who had been anointed by, anointed by Samuel to take away the throne that should have been Jonathan's. The potential explosiveness of the situation was compounded by King Saul's hatred of David and enmity so intense it prompted the king, to a, the king to attempt to kill him more than once. In spite of all this, they were bound together their souls, even though each knew that the other stood in the way of succession to the throne. Their love for each other was not affected. Samuel 1.20, best demonstrated the nature of this quintessential friendship like we described before. Jonathan ignored his selfish interests, even his father's fury devise a plan to warn David of danger and save his life. We learn from David and Jonathan's wives to place a friend's interest over one's own, even if one suspects that he will suffer financial damage or embarrassment by doing so. And that's Rav Yonah, Rav Moshe Alshakar. Tiferet defines their love as a sympathetic understanding to people sometimes enjoy instantaneously upon meeting. A certain chemistry occurs between them which seals their love permanently. And Rabbi Salander once overheard someone say that he loved chicken. This is what we described before. Rabbi Salander responded, if you love the chicken, you would never slaughter it. It's yourself you love. You love to eat chicken. So as we explain, real love is giving the best type of relationship, unconditional between people, giving, 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 and then hopefully you will see the penultimate relationship of the best type of love possible. Join us next time as we talk about argument for heaven or not here on the PAL with Tani G. And I'm your host, Tani G.